Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Larry Jager, as always, the president of SCL Mortgage. 303-790-2222 is the SCL phone number. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, welcome. Good to see you on a glorious Saturday. Oh, good to see you too, Sandy. You- and so, yeah, it is a nice day. And um, like I said, I have no problem getting up in the morning and coming in here and hanging out at the studio and get to see you and talk to our listeners about mortgages. You had told me before the show that you had some very interesting questions from your loan officers and your operations people. So we'll get into some of those questions. We've done this before, and we'll have uh, a little bit later on our uh, usual customer email segment. But these questions, too, are ones that we don't always get to address on this program. And they're coming from people who are out there in the field, in the trenches, as it were. And we'll start right out with Mark, who uh, wondered, since sellers are not getting multiple offers on their homes anymore, and they're willing to negotiate, maybe a buyer can use up to 4% seller concessions for closing costs. That is absolutely correct. And we have seen seen a change in, in the housing market over the past probably six to eight months, nine months now where it used to be a, a just crazy and, and people were overbidding and, and waiving appraisals and waiving inspections. And, and I, I'm glad that's changed because now um, there's not multiple offers on properties and sometimes sellers are willing to negotiate a little bit or maybe not negotiate on the price, but they're willing to cover some of the buyer's closing costs. So they can do that. They can go up to uh, 4% and maybe it's it's an easier deal for the buyer because if you cover some of the closing costs or if um, they got to bring less money to the table. So that, Mark is absolutely right. And we can do up to uh, 4% for selling closing seller closing costs. And I would tell our listeners that don't be afraid to ask. Ask your realtor and ask the, the realtor can then ask the listing agent Hey, would the seller be willing to help with the closing costs a little bit? And you don't know unless you ask. So that's a that's a very good question for Mark. Uh, this from Nate: uh, Sellers concessions could be used for a temporary buy down on the rate. Yes, they absolutely can. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, Sandy, did we ever talk about this two one buy down or three two one buy down? I don't remember it. If no, we did. Okay, so it's becoming more popular now because interest rates like. You know, we've we've talked about have gone up a little bit. So now this program is becoming uh, more popular and it's got a a lot more traction. So here's how it works. If the rate today is, let's say, six and a half percent. So the seller or the builder can pay on behalf of the buyer uh, closing costs for a two one buy down or a three two one buy down. And what that means is. If the, the rates today are at six and a half, they could buy it down to five and a half or maybe five or even sometimes a little bit less. So they have that payment associated with that rate for the next year. 
and then the rate goes up a little bit the following year, and maybe on a three two one buy down it goes up a little bit further. So yes, absolutely, Nate. Uh, we can use that for a temporary buy down, and which makes it easier for buyers to qualify for that rate because they would qualify at the lower payment. So again, don't be uh, don't be afraid to ask the seller if they can help you with that uh, that temporary buy down. Mason asked if we could please talk about the IRRL interest rate reduction loan. So when rates do come back down, the veteran can use that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have this thing. It's um, it's called a, we call it an EARL. So it's interest rate. You're right. Interest rate reduction loan. So that if the uh, if a veteran wants to buy a home today and maybe the rates are a little bit higher and in a year and, and we can talk about this more, uh, Sandy, uh, rates are going to come down. I'm absolutely convinced of it. So if that's the case, then for a veteran, they can do what's called an interest rate or IRRLL loan, interest rate reduction loan. And it's a very simple loan. It's very less paperwork, don't have to uh, have to have an appraisal. So, um, yeah, absolutely, we can do that when rates come down, and and I I promise you they are going to come down. All right, I want to follow up with that later on, and if I forget to do that, remind me that we uh, did touch on that earlier, and you speak with great authority and conviction (laughs) on this, so I'm I'm very interested Okay, because uh, I haven't heard this from you any time recently, but this... I was kind of hesitant before, but I'm, all right. Yeah. Now, now you're more convinced that uh, this will come to pass. We'll get to that uh, as we say a little bit later on. All right. Uh, Gina asked that uh, we tell listeners about the minimum down payment for the DPA loan. Well, the down payment assistance loan is uh, gaining a lot of uh, popularity these days for people that want to buy a home, but they maybe don't have all the closing costs. Maybe they don't have the 3.5% for an FHA loan. So we do have our down payment assistance loan, which has got some really cool features on it. We have actually a couple of them, Sandy, where one is forgivable uh, after, well, after five years. It goes down 20% 20 forgivable over that five-year period. Excuse me. So after the the five-year period, it's completely forgiven. So um, buyers can, depending on their FICO score, excuse me, so depending on their FICO score, um, they can get in with as little as $1,000 down on an FHA loan. So it's a, it's a really, really good program. And we're, we're offering that in all the states we're licensed in, Sandy, 12, 12 states throughout the country. And, um, and it's a way of we want people to buy homes. I, I'm so adamant about that. I think it's a really good time. And again, if rates come down, which I think they will next year, then you can always refinance. But now is a good time for all these millennials out there and all these uh, Gen Zers and all that. That It's a good time to buy because rents are going up and you're not gaining anything when you write that rent check every week for $2,000 or whatever the case is. So I, I'm really, really adamant about that. I would like people to call us and, and really 
you know, dig down into the weeds a, a little bit and see what the tax benefits are, how much money you have to come up with. And some programs you can have a gift, like an FHA loan from a blood relative, your parents, your uncle, whatever. So, um, again, it's all the reasons in the world to buy a house these days, Sandy. Yes, and you've been fairly adamant about that for quite some time, but particularly with the notion now that interest rates, uh, I'm assuming, fairly <laughs> early in 2023, 20, we're not talking about a year from now. Correct. It, it, Correct. Forecast. It, it, it may well happen quite a bit before that. I, I really believe so. Um, I've listened to a couple of uh, webinars and, and sales calls over the past couple of weeks that some very, very smart people out there are predicting it. And you know why they're predicting it? History repeats itself. After every, um, maybe it's inflation or depression or uh, recession that the country was in, and interest rates have gone up, and and they went up now because you know we had really low rates during the pandemic. Yes, and the Federal Reserve did all kinds of stuff, but now because of inflation, they're they're raising rates, and we're probably looking at another fifty basis points this month when they meet again. Now, that doesn't equate to 50 basis points rise in the rate, right. but it does equate to something. So my, my, uh, I think they've overcompensated and done way too much. I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely true. either side of the political spectrum, I think there's a general sense that they've overreacted. They have overreacted. They, too little, too late, I think. So, um, But when I listen to these very smart people on these calls – it makes perfect sense that interest rates are going to come down probably end of Q1 in yeah. next year. And then That's they went March, so, April. Right, exactly. Exactly. Springtime. Uh, springtime. Early spring. And that's when uh, a lot of buyers yes. go out there and, and want to buy homes. So I think it's a good thing for uh, for uh, people that want to buy and want to and buyers that want to sell, sellers that want to put their home on the market. Right. So, and then they also went so far as in August of next year, rates are going to come back down to the say 5 or 5.5%. Like you and I were talking about in January of oh January of 19, I think it yes, was. Yes, I believe we so. We had rates in the in the 5 and a quarter percent range. Yeah, and we thought that was fine. That was absolutely fine. It was. So, and as you go deal. back 20 or 30 years as you've researched Five, five and a half percent is really, really good. It's really, really good. And, you know, f- forget about the two, three percent. That that yeah. was that was because of the pandemic. It's not going to be around anymore. Just forget about that. Where, where rates are today or in the five and a half percent, five percent, that's where rates have been for the last yeah. 40 years. And to your credit, when rates were low, you indicated that for the reasons you just stated – they would not remain this low. No. And there was a need to act with particular urgency during that period because you knew it was only a matter of time before uh, the rates rose. And your forecast, as always, turned out to be well, <laughs> pretty much right know. on the mark. That, I don't know that, if it's you know, it would go right from on. two, two and a half to six and a half or yeah. wherever it is uh, right now, but then it would probably come down at some point i remember you had your noted economic forecaster who said you know in 2023 there will be some better news yes with respect to interest rates and earlier rather than later in 
2023 at that. All right, we'll come back and we have more questions from your staff at SCL Mortgage, Larry, and we'll get to those next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, the SCL Mortgage Show continues. Larry, of course, the president of SCL Mortgage, and we are closing in three weeks from today. Is the final day of 2022. <laughs> You've given us already plenty of reasons to look forward to 2023, but I want to get back to your staff at SCL Mortgage and some of the questions they have encountered yes. over the last few weeks, the last month or so. Rebecca said that maybe our listeners would want to know uh, the reason that the price on homes is declining. It's uh, it has been a little bit Sandy and not a lot. I think I read this year about a seven percent decline. So and, and that's not a bad thing. You know, we we've talked over the last couple of years where home prices were appreciating like crazy, 10, 15, 20 percent in some cases. Well, that's just not sustainable because after a while, nobody's going to be able to buy a house. Nobody's going to be able to afford it. So I think right now the prices have come down a little bit, and that is that is just fine. And and prices do, over the 34 years I've been doing this, Andy, I've seen prices go up, and then they come down a little, and they go up a little. I would rather see maybe a 5 or 7%, uh, even, even 3% appreciation per year. We all, we all want a lot of it, but <clears throat> it's not good for the economy, and it's not good for buyers who are trying to <clears throat> excuse me buy a home. So... Yes, they have come down a little bit, but that's okay, too, because you can't have this crazy appreciation every year. Of course not. <laughs> it makes it more affordable for people that are trying to buy a house right, right now. So, yeah, I, I like doing this, Andy, because I went to our, our loan officers, I went to our operations staff, because, like you said, they're on the front lines, and people are getting, they're getting these questions all the time. So, um, I, I, I think this was, uh, this is a really good segment, the way we're doing this. Well, you are, uh, chock full of, uh, <laughs> not only good information, but good news on, on the, on yeah, the information. Yeah. And uh, I think honestly, uh, you know, we, we didn't expect, uh, those of us who own homes that, uh, the values would keep increasing at the pace. Uh, they had been. They couldn't. They uh, that was couldn't. unsustainable. Yeah. And uh, I think that's good news for everybody. Uh, Steve uh, noted that average interest rates have been about 6.5% for the past 40 years. Correct. So you have uh, a number of people in your office doing research on <laughs> such things. And since you've already indicated that rates of 2 to 4% are things of the past. Why did that happen? You know, um, Steve is right. And Steve's about, excuse me, Steve's about the same age as I am. Okay. And and he told me he was going to do this. And I, I thanked him for it because if you look at the past 40 years, interest rates have been about six and a half percent. So I think because of the pandemic, the Federal Reserve kind of manipulated the money policy after COVID, and they were trying to get money back into the economy, which, okay, was, was not a bad thing. So the interest rates, they, they pegged them at a really low number. So a lot of people were refinancing. A lot of people were taking cash out of their homes. 
And when you take that cash, you go out and you, maybe you buy a car. Maybe you buy a washer and dryer. So more money goes into the economy, more sales tax, and it, it is all a good thing. But, again, I think they went just a little bit too far. But now they're they're trying to do the same thing on the opposite side. So, um, yeah, he's Steve's absolutely right. I I just want people to forget about those 2 3 4% rates that are not sustainable. They would not be around forever. Now we're back in more normal times, Sandy. And, you know, we still can save people money right now with the rates the way they are because, like I say, we like to do the math for people. If you want to cash out refi, tell me what you're going to do with the cash. And it's your cash. Whatever you want to do with it is fine. But if you're going to pay off some debt, maybe credit card debt, maybe student loan debt, maybe all that stuff is higher. Those interest rates are higher than what uh, interest rates are right now on a mortgage. So then we can do the math for you. And seriously, Sandy, a lot of our customers are saving money today, paying off that uh, credit card stuff that's at 20 25 or 22%. Um, and that's our job. We, we like to do that. We do the math for people. And if it makes sense, if it turns into a refi, then that's great. But if it doesn't, then that's okay, too, because now hopefully you're a smarter consumer and we've um, been able to do the math for you. I want to circle back because uh, the, the subject's important enough to make sure we're clear on this. You have said with conviction today that interest rates will drop in 2023. You've had an inkling about this for some time now. Again, help us understand why you're so much more convinced now that this will happen sooner rather than later, sometime within the first quarter of 2023. Well, like I said, I was on a couple of calls, uh, one call this week and one uh, uh, earlier this, or actually it was last week, and some very, very smart people. One person was the um, the former head of the Mortgage Bankers Association right. for several years. Another was um, a, a guy who works for uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. And, you know, we they have all these people that are on board, very, very smart people that look at graphs and look at uh, the history of mortgage yes. rates and, and all that stuff. And I was fortunate enough to be able to see that. And you can see where more there's there's reasons why interest rates went up because of the economy, because of be, uh, recession or, or or different things. But they always always come back down to that level that we're talking about, either the five or the five and a half percent. So I don't want to say yes. I, I'm according to what they said, we're going to see an interest rate reduction. Probably, like you said, in the in the springtime. And then they went so far as to say, we're going to see another one in August. Um, but I don't want to people, if people need money today or they want to buy a house today. You don't want to have them wait till August. No, heavens no. What happens if that doesn't happen? So you can always, always buy the house. And if rates come down to a point where it's 1% or less, you just refi. It's, it's very simple. And... Given if it's 1% or less, it usually makes sense to do a refi. So um, we're all about marrying the house and wait for rates to come down because they they always do. So I'm I'm pretty adamant about that, Sandy. I I think it's going to happen. We are never, never 
political on this program. But I'm wondering if some of the normalcy that you've yep. been talking about is a result, and it may not be, and please tell me if it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about today, okay. that one party has control of one chamber and the other party has control of the other. Right. So there is <clears throat> at least a semblance of balance in that respect. Which is a good thing, right? If, if, if it's all one way, then maybe laws get passed that shouldn't get passed. Or maybe there's too much money spent. Maybe there's, there's different things. But if there's a balance, then they sort of have to, <clears throat> they have to work together to get anything done. <laughs> but, yes, that would, would be the case if they want to get anything done and – Again, not to get political, but I think voters have spoken to that idea that they want to get things done. Yes. And, and, and your business is a good example of that. Your business through these unpredictable times has been either fantastic or not so good. And maybe we can find that large gray area in the middle. Yes, hopefully. At some point or several points maybe even in – in 2023. All right, I'm going to change the subject here uh, and ask you a question that I don't know that we've addressed much before. First-time buyers, and I know you are anxious to work with first-time We buyers, absolutely are. And you're very good at it. What's the average age of a first-time buyer? Would you have any idea about that? Uh, I do, actually, yeah. We've, um, we've seen statistics on that, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because – <clears throat> it's between 30 and 35 years, 30 and 34 years old. Now, I thought, okay, I think back when I bought my first house, I was 29 years old. So in about the same, and that was, gosh, that was a long, long time ago, but it hasn't changed that much from when um, people decide that, okay, I'm really sick of renting. I'm really sick of paying my landlord's mortgage, and I want <clears throat> to... I'll get, uh, fix it. So I'm getting tired of paying my landlord's mortgage, so I want to buy that home. I want the tax write-offs. I want the appreciation. And it's my home, not somebody else's home. So that's probably between that 29, 30, and 34 yeah. years old. That's when people say, okay, this is yeah. this is the time. I was 34 Were when you? I bought my first home. Yep. Within that range, oh. you're saying 29, Was that 34. back east or, or here? Well, it's here. Right here? Right down the street. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where I still live. So, uh, yeah, uh, we, we've talked about interest rates dropping and uh, how now is a good time to buy because rental rates uh, keep going up. We'll see what our uh, customers have to say in just a second here with uh, customer emails coming up next. 303-790-2222 is the number for SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com. Customer emails on the way next. This is the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, we continue now with the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, 303-790-2222 is the number. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And we're back to uh, customer emails for this segment all fresh emails that have come in within the past week. And, uh, Larry, I see you have, uh, once again... Uh, I've got a fair number. A fair number of email questions and comments. Get right to it. Okay. 
So this one came from Nelson, who said, um, looking for an owner-occupied HELOC for self-employed. So I think of this thing uh, in two ways. One, this person, Nelson, said, I'm looking for a HELOC. And he spelled it out just like it is, H-E-L-O-C, all in right. caps. That's that's the way it's always done. And he said, for self-employed. Well, he could have gone to his bank, probably. Uh, banks do a lot of HELOCs. But he may have not been got the news he wanted because he's self-employed. So, But we do have a HELOC and a second trustee for people that are self-employed. We use their bank statements as opposed to the tax return. So it's a pretty new program for us, Andy, but uh, all of a sudden we've got some interest on it. So, uh, Nelson, I I think we're going to be able to help you out. Um, Just the fact that you're self-employed doesn't mean you shouldn't have a HELOC. So absolutely. Thanks for the uh, email. Okay, this came from uh, Amy who said, There is so much negativity being reported about interest rates that I don't know what to believe. My husband, well, this is a different Amy, obviously. Uh, My husband believes that we should hold off on real estate for a while, and we make good renters. But I see the market as prime for purchasing. Am I not seeing the whole picture? Well, Amy, I have to tell you, I (laughs) I would disagree with your husband Maybe you are good renters. Maybe you, you, you know, keep your place uh, nice and, and the way it should be. But um, you, you are also paying your landlord's mortgage. And I would, uh, I would uh, be on your side on, on this question, Amy. I think it is a very good time to buy. Uh, you are seeing, I think you're seeing the whole picture because interest rates are what they are. But if you think about it, Let's say you get an um, interest rate of 6 or 6.5%, depending on the loan program, depending on your, your FICO score and all that. So when, like we've talked about, when rates come down, and we do think they will in uh, next year, so you can refinance. But the benefits of you and your husband buying at this time are just so outweigh the, the cost of money these days. So um, I think you are seeing the right picture, and uh, hopefully, well... I'm sure a loan officer's contacted you and your husband already, so that's good. Okay, this came from Conrad, who said, My wife and I were comfortably retired, but due to inflation and our retirement account taking a hit over the last couple of years, we are looking to increase our monthly income. Can you explain how a reverse mortgage works? Well, Conrad, it sounds like you are the the candidate for a reverse mortgage. And I know retirement accounts have taken a hit, and the stock market has gone down over the past several um, months and, and even this year. So if you're looking to increase your monthly income, there's a way to do it. And if you pay off your current loan with a reverse mortgage, you will eliminate all of your current mortgage payments. So there are no mortgage payments on a reverse mortgage. And I, I, I'm glad you got a hold of us, and we do do reverse mortgages. We have a couple of uh, really experts in our um, in our loan officers. So we're um, hopefully we're going to be able to help you out, Conrad. Okay, this one came from Emma, who said, We are a newlywed couple wanting to get into our first home. We heard you mention that manufactured and modular homes 
are trending in Colorado and may be less expensive. Can you point us in the right direction, and do you have uh, loans for these types of homes? Absolutely, we do, Emma. We know, gosh, in just about every state we're in, we know manufactured uh, dealers that can uh, get you a manufactured home. And we also know the uh, modular homes. We know the what's called the post and beam loan uh, industry very well. And, yes, we do have loans for those. Just about every, every loan we have, whether it's conventional or FHA or VA, they all will apply to those homes. So, yeah, in fact, if you're buying a home right now or you're building a home, you could be spending maybe $400 a square foot. And on these homes, they are significantly less than that. So as nice a home, but with a little less budget, and um, we can we can help you out with that anyway. Okay. Um, this came from Mary, who said, my, hus- my husband recently received his honorable discharge from the Army here in the Springs. We would like to stay in this area and heard that we might be able to get a special type of loan for veterans with no money down. Is absolutely. this true? Yeah. She's, she's got it. Absolutely right. Thank you um, for your, your service, and uh, please pass that on to uh, your husband, Mary. So that's great. You want to stay in the Springs? You recently uh, were honorably discharged, so I'm sure he's going to have what's called a certificate of eligibility, which uh, we need to put in the file, and then he is able to get a VA loan. And you can get a VA loan with no money down. And there's no private mortgage insurance on those. Rates are really good. And sometimes the the guidelines are just a little bit um, less uh, for a uh, VA loan. So thank you for that uh, question, Mary. We're going to be able to help you out. And we would uh, love to take care of our veterans. Okay, this is uh, from Dave, who said... As a mortgage industry expert, when do you think the Fed will start cutting rates? <laughs> and where do you see mortgage rates in the summer of 2023? In the summer of 2023. Yeah, this, right? is, um, this is a very good question. This yeah. is what we've been talking about, Dave. So, um, yeah, I've been in this business for 34 years. We're coming on 35 years. So um, I think the Fed is going to make some changes in the Q1 maybe the latter part of Q1. And then they've also talked about in the spring, a summer maybe, and in August about rates coming down more. So if you are, again, if you're, you're looking to buy, uh, looking to refi, whatever the case is, um, you, you've come to the right place, Dave. We we um, glad you got a hold of us, and I'm sure a loan officer has uh, talked to you already. Okay, this came from Troy, who said, My wife and I have good credit, but not enough saved to buy a home. We're tired of renting. Do you have any down payment assistance programs, and how much money will I need to bring to closing? Well, we do have those uh, those down payment assistance programs, Troy. And depending on your FICO, depending on what you're looking to do, we can minimize that cost, what you have to bring to maybe closing costs, maybe a, maybe even as little as $1,000. So can you imagine buying a home with down payment assistance? Maybe it's even forgivable. You own the home, and over the course of that five or seven years, or probably five years, that is forgiven, 
and you own the home, and what a great leverage. I mean, you bought a home with maybe as little as one or $2,000 down, and you get that appreciation every year. So you are absolutely on the right track, Troy. So I, I appreciate the email. Okay, this came from Tracy. Uh, I read an article. Let's see. I read an article that home prices dropped last month. And with interest rates coming down, too, would now be a good time to buy or continue to wait to see if they come down even more. No, I think this is a good time to buy, Tracy. I've, I'm always a proponent of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you should wait because what if something happens? What if rates don't come down? Maybe we get a, God forbid, another pandemic or whatever. So I, I think if you are ready to buy and, and you have the down payment or we can help you with the down payment, um, it's, it's a very good time to buy. And, and you're right, interest or uh, home prices have come down just a little bit. So we want to get you qualified and, and buy that home. we got time for one more. One more? Okay. So this came from Hunter who said, I'm looking to apply for a mortgage. I was referred to you by a friend who got a mortgage from you last year, and he said he had a good experience. So, okay, I'm. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Hunter. That's the, the best referrals possible uh, from another customer. So I'm um, not sure what mortgage you're looking for, but we have a whole bunch of them, and we'd be able to help you out. I think it's up to 17 or something like that. Different yeah. loan programs you've got? Uh, yes, absolutely. Offering yeah. presently at SEO Mortgage. Absolutely. There are a lot of them, but that's what we need to do these days absolutely. To, to be able to uh, satisfy customers' demands. All right, 303-790-2222, the phone number, myspecialmortgage.com, the website. That's customer emails for this week. Our thanks to Nelson, Amy, Conrad, Emma, Mary, Dave, Troy, Tracy, and Hunter for your questions today. We'll get more questions uh, coming out of uh, interactions with uh, Larry's staff at SCO Mortgage next as the SCO Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Indeed, this is the SCO Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clef with Larry Jager. And we have more questions we do. from uh, members of your staff uh, here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Alexa said that maybe our listeners would want to know what is private mortgage insurance and... At what point can someone cancel it? Well, you know what? Alexa asked this question, and I can see why she did, because she's one of our processors. She's a very, very good loan processor. And a lot of people ask her, so what is private mortgage insurance, and do I have to have this? And do I have to have this on all types of loans? No, that, that's not the case. With FHA loans, there is private mortgage insurance, it's, it's actually called MIP, uh, why they had to make it different, I don't know. But that's, that's through FHA. That is a requirement. And if you put, and on a conventional loan, if you put less than 20% down, you do have to have what's called private mortgage insurance. So it's not sponsored by the government. There are entities out there that we use that offer private mortgage insurance. So it's a, it's, I guess it's kind of a cushion for the, for the lender because if you're not – have or not able to put down 20%. They want some some private mortgage insurance on there. So if there was ever a, a, a bad situation, it would the loan would then be paid off. But in terms of uh, can you cancel it? Yes, you can. When you have 88% loan to value 
I, I'm I'm sorry. It's eighty. I just screwed up. So in terms of when you can cancel it, when you have enough equity in your property, and we would have to do that by way of an appraisal. Sure. If you have twenty percent or more, then you can cancel the private mortgage insurance and. And but but you have to initiate that a lender or a servicer is not just going to go cancel it because okay we think you have twenty percent or more you've got to have we've you have to make the request and then um, absolutely the servicer will cancel that so that's a that's a good question Alexa thank you um, Nick yes. is next I believe and wants uh, uh, our listeners uh, to hear you talk about. The most that someone can borrow on an FHA cash-out refant. Start that again. All right, Larry, uh, next from Nick. Our listeners want to know what's the most someone can borrow on an FHA cash-out refinance and a VA loan. That's uh, another good question from Nick. Thank you for that. Um, Here's the difference. So if you want to buy uh, a house with an FHA loan, you can put as little as 3.5% down. But FHA has said if you want to refinance your house with an FHA loan, we can only go up to 80% of the value. Big difference, right? So it used to be different. It used to be up to 90%, but they've changed it a couple of years ago. So now we can go to 80% loan to value. But the good news is you've probably got a ton of appreciation over the last several years. So I would be surprised if you didn't have more than than 80, more than 80% of, of uh, equity. So that's the difference. But also on a VA loan, um, <clears throat> I think the government really got it right. Because if you want to buy on a VA loan, you can finance 100% of that. And if you want to refi with a, a VA loan, you can actually borrow 100% of the value. So big differences there, and that's exactly what our loan officers would tell you, just depending on your particular situation, just depending on what you want to do, um, we can tailor a program for you that, that meets your family's needs. Coming next, uh, Larry, this is actually from you, uh, You've indicated, and we saw evidence of this in customer emails today, you've gotten calls and emails from people who are interested in post and beam and manufactured homes. You know, that that's really interesting, Sandy. When we talked about it last week on, on the show, and this week we got four calls. <laughs> four. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, on just that subject alone. Yes, absolutely. And um, I'll tell you one uh, – there was a person by the name of Damon All right. called, and he was on his way to work. He works at um, uh, Home Depot, and he said, I heard you guys talking about post and beam loans, and that resonated with me because I want to buy a post and beam. And he's got several acres, um, has a house on it that he and his wife have decided they want a post and beam. And Damon, if you're out there, thanks for uh, giving us a call. So what they're going to do, we're going to be able to uh, finance the uh, construction loan for him for that post and beam. And then he's going to he's got some other plans with his current house that he maybe wants to demolish. But they are um, I said, how did you hear about post and beam? And he said, well, my brother has one. My my brother in law has one. 
and we really like the the looks of them. And I said, you know what? I do too. These things are really, really cool. So uh, post and beam manufactured loans, we can finance the lot for you if you need that. We fin- can finance the construction loan for you. And of course, we can do the permanent loan for you. So it was pretty cool that we got four calls and uh, just in, in this past week, Sandy. How are those homes delivered to a site? And I'm talking about both post and beam okay. and manufactured homes. Yeah. So it's um, the way it is, is they're, they're manufactured in a facility. Uh, large, very large facility. So let's take um, let's take modular or let's take manufactured for example. All right. So they're manufactured. They're inside of a facility that um, they make them just like like a stick built home. Um, they they are still um, they have to comply with all the federal laws on on how to build homes, but then they usually deliver those in two semis. Like one half on one semi, the other on another semi, and um, they are really, really cool. If you, our listeners, if you want to know some more about that, just Google uh, manufactured homes or manufactured homes in Colorado. You will see that they're the nice finishes that they have on them and the different architecture they have on them. They're pretty. Uh, they're pretty cool. And the same way with post and beams, they are manufactured at a facility. That I think there's three facilities in the country, one in Oregon, one in Nebraska, and one in uh, and back east. That the home comes, it's, um, I don't want to call it a kit, but it's kind of like a kit. It comes on a semi or two, and then the, the, um, the builder, whoever you've hired, will be able to construct that thing. And I... I I think you should just, if you have any curiosity, Google Post and Beam Homes on Google. On Google, you're going to find they're they're really, really pretty cool, and we treat them just as, as, as another stick built house. So we're able to finance it, and and just the way we would if you went out and bought a, another house. Well, gosh darn it, we're just about out of time. So. Oh, okay. So we can't talk about the Broncos and. That's oh. probably just as well, uh, <laughs> since the big story this week in football around here was the rather surprising hiring of Deion Sanders up in Boulder. That's the University of Colorado, more... and that's gotten people more excited than any piece of football news since, well, maybe the trading for Russell Wilson, <laughs> which has not worked out so well, or the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, new owners, we'll see whether that uh, proves to be beneficial or not uh, over time. But uh, it, it, it's been an exciting football week around here with the arrival of uh, the always charismatic and uh, most of the time charming Deion Sanders. That's uh, I listen to the fan all the time, and all you guys have been talking about, well, Yes, some of the Broncos, but there's been a lot of talk and a lot much of Much bigger story. It's much, much bigger. And, and people were saying, oh, great, he's coming to coach the Broncos? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I think I've been joking that the Broncos for three and a half quarters in Baltimore the other day heard Deion Sanders was coming to Colorado and got very excited right. because he thought uh, perhaps of coaching the Broncos. And then they found out with about five minutes to go in the game 
that he was arriving in Boulder to coach CU, and they gave up a 91-yard drive to lose the game. Uh, <laughs> I once the they had been accurately uh, informed that he wasn't coming to coach the Broncos. All right, uh, that is our program for today. We'll see you back here next week on the 17th for yet another edition of the SCL Mortgage Show, 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. This is Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 